When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The following podcast contains dramatizations of actual events. Certain situations, dialogue, names, and locations may have been changed. Some scenes are graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Identical twin sisters Darlene and Charlene Schuler were born into a traditional Southern family. They were Girl Scouts. They went to college. And they got married, and then they went into business together. As their business grew, so did the sisters' lavish lifestyles. Well, the money is pouring in, (laughs) and they're cashing in. It all seemed too good to be true, and it was. It's a lot of lying. They're lying to their neighbors. They're lying to their friends. Charlene and Darlene spend their fortune with abandon, but it will all end badly in betrayal and death. It's unforgivable. It's it's evil. This was a crime against America. The county of Lexington, South Carolina is rich with Southern values and traditions. The uh, people of uh, Lexington, South Carolina are upstanding, conservative, church-going people. South Carolina epitomizes the South in in a lot of ways. We are talking about the Bible Belt, and it's, it's a place where most people know each other. But all that gentility will be tarnished by a pair of identical twins whose deceit and greed reach historic proportions. Successful businesswoman Darlene Wooten speeds down a South Carolina country road. A pistol sits on the seat next to her. 
So Darlene's in her luxury car with her gun she's just borrowed, a few rounds of ammunition, and she's heading down the road. It looks like somebody's gonna get hurt. It was a, probably a 15-mile drive through nice wooded um, South Carolina. And she drove to their lake house. Their lake house was one of the retreats that they, they enjoyed. She steps out of the car and calmly walks into the cabin. Call me back when you get this. 15 miles away, her twin sister Charlene senses something is wrong. When distance separates twins, we have no idea how they know, but somehow twins do know what's happening inside each other. Charlene got in her car and drove to the lake house. And it isn't long before a single gunshot rips through the still country air. It's a tragic ending to a story that began decades before. Identical twins Charlene and Darlene Schuler grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. The twins' parents were Bo Schuler, self-employed plumber, his wife Stella. Bo Schuler owned his own company, a very small company. He worked for himself as a plumber. Bo and Stella Schuler lived very modest lives. On Sunday, the Schuler twins would sing at the church choir at Emanuel Lutheran. Charlene and Darlene were identical. Most people couldn't tell them apart. They were the same in appearance and pursuits. At Springdale Elementary School, they earned merit badges with the Girl Scouts. They went to airport high and were members of the school band. But by the time the twin sisters were in high school, their differences started to emerge. So Charlene is the more dominant twin of the two. And she is, is very much um, into her studies. She likes to read. She um, is a great student. Darlene, on the other hand, is the more outgoing of the two. She likes to, to do more fun things with her friends rather than, you know, be into the books. Bo and Stella were enormously proud of their sweet twins and saw them going on to do great things. No one would have predicted in a million years that the Schuler twins were going to be the most infamous members of their family. When they graduated from high school, the Schuler sisters both enrolled at a prestigious university. At college, Charlene was the studious one. She studied psychology. Darlene studied early childhood education. Well, Darlene and Charlene came from very modest means. And when they went to college, it opened a world to them that they had never seen or experienced before. The twins rubbed elbows with wealthy sorority sisters who all seemed to have the world at their fingertips. Lots of people join fraternities and sororities. And within those fraternities and sororities, you are going to meet people who come from wealthy backgrounds. And the Schuler twins couldn't quite compete. It was like a social hierarchy for them. How could they measure up? It must have been very intimidating for Darlene and Charlene to not be a part 
of that society. Once you're exposed to people who have more, then you want to make that leap into that class so that you can, you can be with those people because they're bigger and brighter and richer. The Schuler twins begin their professional careers as soon as they graduate from college. After graduation, Darlene became a school teacher. She taught third grade, and Charlene took a job with the uh, South Carolina Budget and Control Board. You're Mr. Corley, right? Yes, I am. Oh. It was through work that Charlene met Wayne Corley, a CPA whose family had helped found Lexington. She latched onto him very quickly and married him and finally reached that social hierarchy she had so wanted. I would think that Charlene felt she was marrying into status when she married a Corley in Lexington County. I got engaged? Oh my goodness. Not to be upstaged by her twin, outgoing Darlene quickly followed in her sister's footsteps. Soon after Charlene got married, Darlene married Lee Wooten, who uh, was a sales manager for selling uh, construction supplies, also doing very, very well. Each sister had landed her very own Mr. Wright and a seat at the table of Southern society. Darlene and Charlene were now the sort of women who were being invited to all the best parties. They both had children, um, got involved in the Lutheran church just as their parents had been very much involved in the church. Charlene and Darlene appeared to have it all, but it wasn't enough. Charlene decided that she wanted more. She wanted to go into business with her sister and, and make more money. CNB distributors, look at that. They wanted to make more money to be important on their own and not behind someone like their husbands. Eight years after getting married, Charlene and Darlene start up a hardware distribution business together. CND Distributors started in 1991. The C stood for Charlene, and the D stood for Darlene. The sisters formed the company together. It started off quite small, and they, I think, made a profit within the first few years, but it was a, a modest company. But modesty never suited Charlene and Darlene. In their minds, they were gonna find a way to do it by hook or by crook. Soon, the twin sisters will slide down a slippery slope into greed and gluttony. Charlene and Darlene had a moral blind spot. Their conduct was so reckless and so self-destructive, they didn't know how to stop. Identical twins Darlene and Charlene are living the lives they had dreamed of since college. Darlene and Charlene were now the sort of women who were being invited to all the best parties. The sisters have now become business partners to help put more riches in their family coffers. But those riches will one day rip them apart forever. Two years after they began their business, twin Charlene and Darlene are introduced to a new opportunity. 
the twins made a new friend who worked for a company that did government contract work. Uh, she told the, the twins how easy it was to become an online supplier for the U.S. military. C&D distributors distributed very simple parts, hardware components, um, plumbing fixtures, very simple parts that could be found at your local hardware store. By late 1993, both Darlene and Charlene are working full-time for C&D distributors as registered government contractors with the U.S. Department of Defense. The payoff for the initial efforts at C&D were minimal. So here they were like common folk working really hard and getting very little payoff that did not elevate them to where they wanted to be. This is the critical part of where things changed for them. They wanted more. In order to grow the business, the sisters purchased about two acres of land out in Lexington. They rented it out to a, a major appliance company who then hired them to make their deliveries for them. And that was how C&D Deliveries was born. C&D Delivery um, delivered appliances for stores throughout the state. At one point in time, they were delivering up to 1,000 appliances a day. Within a couple of years, one part of the twins' business is healthy, and the other is suffering. The appliance delivery business is doing great, but the, uh, the military distribution business, not that great. So uh, they're looking for ways to, to pump that up, to make more money and not put quite so many hours into it. And they don't need to look very far for a chance at big money and even bigger risk. One day, Charlene and Darlene attend to last-minute paperwork. One of the twins accidentally put the invoice number in the column that said shipping cost. The error goes unnoticed by both sisters until it catches up to them. Darlene, come over here. What's going on? The Department of Defense deposited $5,000 into our account. A few weeks later, they received a deposit within their bank account. At the speed of a keystroke, Charlene and Darlene have discovered a loophole. C&D Distributors was paid $5,000 by the Defense Department for shipping a few light bulbs. Now the Schuler twins had a, a moral choice to make. But you know what we'll do? I'll just go pay it back. I'll write a check right now. The right thing to do was to return the money. I think it scared them a little bit, and so they returned the money. This $5,000 check would tell anybody that there were no controls, and that the shipping charges were paid automatically. They didn't ask any questions. They didn't double-check anything. And the you twin sisters have stumbled onto a Pandora's box of riches. Here is an open invitation to steal. Why not stop being good people and stop being good businessmen? Stealing is always easier when you have a partner. What if we make a mistake? And this time not pay it back. In any, any fraudulent crime, you need, a, you need an accomplice. And in this case, you have the best accomplice. You've got your twin who thinks like you do and feels like you do and believes in you and you believe in the other. You have a twin who will protect you. The next day, Charlene and Darlene make a life-altering decision. 
why don't we put the shipping cost for a thousand dollars? Okay. Uh. For most people who would get the five thousand dollars by mistake, we would send it back, and that would be the end of it. For these women, they decided to test it. Okay, so we're gonna do the shipping invoice for one thousand dollars. So they bill the DOD for $1,000 in shipping, a very minimal part. Here we go. Um, a part that costs mere dollars. When they charged the DOD the $1,000, they thought, if we get caught, we can say it was a mistake. We anted up the first time, we'll just pay it back again. Let's see. Oh my goodness, Charlie, look. It worked. And again, much to their pleasant surprise, it was paid. And they got a check for $1,000. I told you it would. So now they were purposeful in their behavior. It wasn't that they got away with it. It's what they got for it. Come on, girl, get your purse. We're going to celebrate. They got money. And that's what was the intoxicating part of what was going on. When they were paid, they celebrated. They literally went to get their hair done, their nails done, <laughs> and bought, bought new outfits. Well, this paled in comparison to the way they would soon be celebrating. What began as one small lie will become bigger and bolder. 399,000, 499,000, 599,000. In your face, rich girls, who has the status now? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Have you ever heard the expression, perfect is the enemy of good? I think about that a lot, especially when it comes to my body and health, because perfect does not exist. It's a total trap. Noom isn't into this perfection thing either. Its unique approach is tailored to each person's psychology and biology. From coaching to recipes, Noom's app provides personalized information to help you on your journey, no one else's journey. 
I also think it's great that Noom doesn't restrict what you can eat and it doesn't shame you for treating yourself. And treat yourself, you should. What's more, Noom's approach is grounded in science. They've even published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles about how they work. To date, Noom has helped more than 5.2 million people lose weight by helping them build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. So why not give it a try? Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Charlene, look. It worked. Twin sisters Charlene and Darlene have found an easy way to steal money from the government. There were no controls. The shipping charges were paid automatically. It's easy to steal with your best friend by your side. And these twin sisters won't know when to stop. Between 1997 and 2000, Charlene and Darlene bill the government with reckless abandon. They go from charging $1,000 for shipping to charging thousands of dollars for shipping, then hundreds of thousands of dollars for shipping. Well, the money is pouring in, and they're cashing in. It was as if Charlene and Darlene had turned on the faucet and money came out. There was no way they weren't going to turn that knob again. And they used their profiteering money to further their lives of privilege. Charlene and Darlene appeared to very much enjoy all of this money. They bought vacation homes, they bought luxury automobiles, they bought boats. They spent the money on lavish jewelry, they went on fantastic vacations with their families, with their friends. They footed the bill for their friends. They spent the money like there was no tomorrow. Nothing is ever enough for very long. It's like needing more of a drug. And Charlene and Darlene are about to push the envelope too far. Maybe we should up the game a little bit. In August of 2000, the, the sisters submitted a shipping invoice for approximately $500,000. For the first time, the sisters are put on notice. The Department of Defense is challenging the bill. This had to have been a moment of panic for them. It had to have been a red flag that somebody might be watching or looking at this. Maybe this scheme is, is not gonna work. What are we gonna do? What, 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 Afraid of getting caught, the sisters put their heads together and devise a quick fix. And just like they had done in the past with a $5,000 mistake, they paid back the $500,000 in full very quickly. It shut the government up, it turned their eyes, or so Darlene and Charlene thought. The government seems content with the situation, and the problem appears to go away. The fact that the, there was a half a million dollar discrepancy and it went away like that as soon as they wrote a check, well, now that they're starting to feel a little bit invulnerable because no matter how greedy they get, there doesn't seem to be a bad ending to this story. 
Now in the clear, the future looks bright for Charlene and Darlene. But on the horizon, the dark clouds of war are gathering. And for the twins, it will mean more money than they could ever imagine. On my orders, the United States military has begun strikes against Al-Qaeda terrorist training camps and military installations of the Taliban regime in Afghanistan. In the aftermath of the September 11th attacks, the Bush administration gears up for two wars to run simultaneously. And double the war means double the business. Starting with 9-11 and then with subsequent wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, there's a, a almost unprecedented escalation of military activity in this country. They alerted the government contractors that this was going to be an enormous increase in their business and to increase their supplies. Most Americans fear a long war with many military casualties. The Schuler twins, however, smell a money-making opportunity. The Department of Defense was under a system called fast pay. They were not cross-referencing the shipping invoices to the actual parts that were being supplied. So in other words, if they were charging $500,000 to ship a 19-cent washer, nobody was looking at that. As boots hit the ground in Afghanistan, and then Iraq, the government doesn't know that they've handed Charlene and Darlene the keys to Fort Knox. The shipping charges went from uh, the absurd to astronomical. Some of the shipping charges would be as high as 399,000, 499,000, 599,000. This tells me that they were testing the waters, trying to see how high they could go without being caught. This is the addiction cycle. Each time they got a check-in, it was a reflection that they were better than they were before. The more money they had, the more important they were. That's what motivated them. As the wars drag on, the twins continue to make money hand over fist, all at the expense of the American taxpayer and on the backs of the American soldier. It was like the twins were mocking the Pentagon with their outrageous invoices. With an inexhaustible supply of cash, a sibling rivalry begins to emerge on a grandiose scale. The twins were very competitive with each other. That if one twin bought a beach house, the other twin had to have that much nicer of a beach house. In the end, they ended up owning four beach houses at the same beach. It was the game. It was the accumulation, and they were feeding each other. It's the same way they would build more. Everything became more and more. More toys, more money, more risk. It's a rule of gambling. Winners always quit while they're ahead, but it was a rule that the twins never considered. They consumed, and they consumed conspicuously. And the twins did so in front of those they had always wanted to impress the most. The twins bought a box at their alma mater football stadium for $250,000. 
College football in the South is a really big deal. And it was a really big deal to Charlene and Darling. And purchasing a box was a very big status symbol. In your face, rich girls. Who has the status now? Thinking themselves the cleverest of thieves, the sisters know they must be careful. One of the things that Charlene and Darling did to hide their activity was to form two companies, Industrial Building Materials and United Tech. The companies um, were used to launder the proceeds of the activity they were doing in the government contracting business. The companies were essentially a name, a P.O. box, and a bank account. The twins even used their ill-gotten gains to build their reputations in the community. This check of $50,000. They did donate a lot to the community. They donated money to various charities. Generosity in this sense uh, is just another form of greed. They get to feel good about themselves and put another level between themselves and the, the nasty way they're actually getting the money. And sometimes their generosity borders on the absurd. One of the gifts that stands out in my mind is a gift they gave to an 18-year-old who worked at C&D Distributors. We got you a new car. For her 18th birthday, they gave her a brand new convertible car, which is a pretty nice gift for someone at that age um, who worked part-time and probably made, you know, $10 an hour. The twins even open a business to feed their fun side, literally. One of the things that Charlene and Darlene did with, with their money was purchase a franchise uh, that made cookies. They didn't sell many cookies, but apparently they ate up a lot of the profits because they had a weight problem during this period in their life. But for these twins, there's no problem that money can't solve. They used the uh, stolen money to pay for gastric bypass surgery for both twins and one of their husbands. Gastric bypass surgery is 25 grand a pop. But all the while, the twins know they must be careful. Stealing from the troops is unforgivable, especially in the South. The people of South Carolina are what you call true red-blooded Americans. And the thought that somebody's taking money away from the troops for their own private purposes is, is just, it's, it's beyond egregious. It's evil. It's decadence plus deceit on a whole new level. And it's become a way of life for Charlene and Darlene. Well, because they had gotten away with this for so long, literally stealing millions of dollars from the government, they became invincible to themselves. They felt invincible. The Schuler twins are living the high life. But soon, these sisters will go too far. Nothing would have been enough. They were addicted to the accumulation of wealth. Their world is about to collapse. And tragedy is just around the corner. Her wheels must have been turning rapidly. She had to have been thinking crazy thoughts.
The Schuler twins have lived the high life, amassing millions of dollars by profiteering from the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. They knew that if they submitted outrageous costs, those wouldn't be checked or verified and that they could get away with it. But all bad things must come to an end. By 2005, they'd stolen $20 million and they had spent all but eight of it. It's rather amazing, but in 2005, they had enough money to live comfortably for the, the rest of their life, and, and, and very comfortably, and yet they decided to carry on with their scheme. Given the motivation for their behavior, which was greed, nothing would have been enough. They were addicted to the accumulation of wealth and the demonstration of that wealth as a sign that they'd arrived. By 2006, the twins' invoicing becomes increasingly exorbitant and careless. So under a, 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 a contract for two washers for 38 cents, they billed the Department of Defense $998,798 in shipping, and it was paid. But then by mistake, they billed the Department of Defense under that same contract for an amount closer to 960000 It's their most outrageous false charge yet. And such hubris will come back to haunt them. The twins began their campaign in crime with a clerical error. So it's only fitting that their reign of terror ended in the same way, with a clerical error. A government auditor sits at a desk, examining two invoices for the same contract, each from C&D distributors, each for nearly a million dollars. Can I show you something for a second? They immediately looked at this and knew that this was a serious, serious error and a serious problem had occurred. The Defense Criminal Investigative Service got involved and launched an investigation into this matter. An audit of C&D distributors is immediately ordered. At first, the government treads lightly. September of 2006, Charlene Corley received a voicemail message from a Department of Defense employee indicating that there was a problem with the duplicate invoice. I'll forward it on to you and you check into that, okay? She forwarded this message to Darlene and told her to take care of it. Apparently, neither one of the sisters returned the phone call. For narcissists and for antisocial personalities, they don't think of the consequences very often until reality smacks them in the face. By September 28, 2006, there's no turning back, and the time for Southern civility is over. The Department of Defense issued 34 certified letters to C&D distributors. Those letters were sent immediately and demanded repayment of almost $20 million. I mean, we don't have $20 million. The twin sisters know their scam has been uncovered, 
so they fall back on the one tactic that got them out of trouble before. Look, look, it worked before. We're going to give the money back and we'll work something out. Darlene sent the Department of Defense a check of $4.5 million. We'll give them what we can for now. With a letter to the effect of, can we settle this as friends? Can we keep it out of court? Here's $4.5 million, good faith, down payment. Uh, Maybe we can just forget about the matter. But their pleas fall on unsympathetic ears. But at this point in time, you know, this had risen far above, uh, let's just pay back the money. They also have shell companies. It turned into a criminal investigation. And once the Defense Criminal Investigative Service became involved, there was no just paying the money back. They were profiting from the men and women who were over there sacrificing their lives for our country. Here's the bottom line stat. The Schuler twins sent the Defense Department 499 invoices over nine years for shipping costs of $72 million. The Defense Department paid 112 of them for a total of $21 million. The U.S. government wants answers, but one twin will maintain her silence forever. On October 2nd, 2006, Darlene was visited by criminal investigators. She spoke to them for a while. Of course, they asked lots of questions about these invoices. We'd like to know how exactly And Darlene is equipped to handle none of this. She's used to being with Charlene. Charlene's the smart one. She's the studious one. I do honestly think this has to be some sort of mistake somewhere along the line. And Darlene starts to completely panic. I can't give you an answer right now. You're gonna Charlene came into the office while Darlene was talking to the investigators and saw her door closed. Charlene later said that she thought her sister was talking to a banker. Charlene leaves the office to take her daughter to soccer practice, not fully aware of the unfolding situation. Meanwhile, Darlene decides to stall. I'm going to have to get my paperwork together. Darlene played for a little bit more time. She told them to come back the next day uh, so that she could have a little bit of time to get the, the papers in order. All right. Tomorrow we will meet again. All right. Having delayed the feds for a little while, Darlene's head starts to spin. She was not going to take the fall. And she knew it the minute investigators left. She was busted. Panicked, Darlene decides there's only one thing she can do. Darlene wrote letters to her loved ones, her husband, her two sons. She then drove her car to the post office and mailed the letters. Darlene apparently went to her family's house. She spoke to one of her teenage sons. She told him that she wanted to buy a gun for their father for a birthday present and that she wanted to look at his gun in order to do that. The son let her borrow the gun, uh, of course, not knowing what she was planning to do with it. It must have been an irrational kind of mindset. She must have been thinking a million things a minute, if you will. Her wheels must have been turning rapidly. She had to have been thinking crazy thoughts, but at a, at a pace that, that made her feel like the world was closing in, in on her. When people who commit fraud are caught, 
and their world is about to crumble, they quickly decompensate. They quickly fall apart. Frantic with fear, Darlene heads north out of town. The agents actually called Darlene after their interview to check on her. Apparently they were concerned about her well-being. Um, they were unable to find her. So they called Charlene. Charlene then called Darlene's family to check on her. They found out that she had borrowed a gun from her son and that she got worried. Darlene's family is still in the dark. Only her twin knows what she's capable of. When Charlene finds out that her sister is, is missing, she instinctively knew where to go. The next 12 hours will show just how far Darlene is willing to go. Darlene was probably feeling very desperate. This had to be an, an extremely stressful situation for her. And a single gunshot will rip these sisters apart. Darlene and Charlene committed a sin that, that is unforgivable. It's, it's evil. With the feds breathing down her neck, Darlene Wooten is on the run with a loaded gun by her side. She was busted. She'd been caught. When Charlene discovers that her sister is missing, she knows exactly where to look. Charlene got in her car and drove to the lake house, and sure enough, Darlene's car was parked there. Charlene didn't have a key to the place, so she knocked and knocked on the door, but there was no response from inside. She realized that the only way she could get into the lake house was an entering uh, as a burglar would enter. And she climbs into the, into the house through a window, and inside she discovers the body of her twin sister, who had put a bullet through her head. For the first time in her life, Charlene is on her own. And now, she must answer for what the twin sisters had done together. A local police department conducted an investigation into whether or not it was truly a suicide, and they determined it was. But not even the grave can keep these twins from lying. Around about the time of the funeral, the letters arrived. And uh, the, le the letters came to the family. Charlene's letter asked her to please tell the world that she'd committed suicide because she'd learned she had terminal cancer. This cancer story was uh, something that uh, nobody would have believed. She lied to the end and past the end. Charlene knows the writing is on the wall, but rather than pay tribute to her dead twin, she does the opposite. I honestly am as shocked as you are. Charlene threw her sister under the bus and blamed everything on Darlene. You have no idea about this, ma'am? None whatsoever. You don't know how the dollar amounts were determined? Her defense was that she was unaware of what her sister had been doing and that she played no role in C&D distributors, that she 
ran Sandy delivery, and that she had no idea what Darlene had been up to. As crazy as it may sound, Charlene's blaming her sister continues the bond as one sister is protecting the other. Charlene and Darlene wrote their own rules. They found their own way to self-preserve, and son of a gun, at the end, Darlene gave Charlene her way out. But investigators don't buy Charlene's story. In the majority of people that we interviewed um, in their statements, they mostly indicated that Charlene was the controlling figure in that relationship, that she called the shots, that she started this business, that she was the brains behind the operation, and that Darlene did what Charlene told her to do. All I can tell you is Darlene is dead, and all the answers you want died with her. Her back against the wall, a mysterious twist of fate, suddenly gives Charlene hope. Well, three weeks after Darlene's suicide, a mysterious fire breaks out in the, uh, the warehouse where the twins had their offices. Contained in that warehouse were boxes and boxes of documents, and a number of these boxes were relevant uh, to the case. Though the fire appears highly suspicious, investigators can't prove arson. But what they discover is remarkable. The documents were soaking wet. They were charred on the edges. But each document was reviewed. They're in there with blow dryers, drying those pieces of paper one by one. We found files that had Charlene's signature on them. Once prosecutors found evidence linking Charlene to, to the crime as much, if not more so, than Darlene was connected, she had no way out. And with that, Charlene Corley has finally cashed her last check. Charlene pleads guilty to two counts of conspiracy, one for money laundering and the other for wire fraud. Having stolen millions from the men and women in service, Charlene and Darlene are treated harshly by the press. The press was not very kind to Charlene and Darlene. They were raked over the coals in the press for this crime. I think it attracted a lot of attention in the press because they were a well-known family and even more harshly by the proud people of South Carolina. When that news broke, people were more than ashamed. People were angry. They committed a crime you don't, you just don't do in the South. South Carolina is very proud, very proud of, of men and women who serve this country and they take great, great honor and recognition in those people. Darlene and Charlene committed a sin that, that is unforgivable, it's, it's evil. Despite Charlene's parade of character witnesses. She's the best community helper. I know she has donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to various charities. I know Charlene to be a good person. Judge Margaret Seymour is unmoved. In the end, what she concluded was that this was a crime against America and that it was anti-American to steal from the military during a time of war. I hereby sentence the defendant, Charlene Corley, 
Charlene was sentenced to about six and a half years in federal prison. She was also ordered to return $15.5 million. The twins' greed and gluttony cost one twin her life, the other her freedom. Somewhere along the line, they lost their way, and instead of being happy with what they had, they compared themselves to what they didn't have. Charlene and Darlene looked to be loved and respected. They thought it would come through money. Certainly they were very greedy women, but I don't think that's what drove them. I think jealousy drove the twins. The Schuller twins learned about an upper class that looked down upon them, and they were driven to become those girls. So it was jealousy that was the twins' flaw. It was their fatal flaw. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.